This week on The Reverse Stick, we speak to dual Olympian and Spanish pocket rocket Gigi Oliver. How hockey works in India with our mate Jazz Preet, and we debut Barnard's Bites. Greetings again and welcome to the Reverse Stick Global Hockey Podcast. My name is John Lee and I'm joined weekly by Matt Allen. And it's been a pretty good week of hockey, hasn't it, Matt? Um, it's been flat chat, mate. I've um, Look at the time now. We're pretty late uh, in the evening where we're recording. I've come straight from the first game back of summer hockey uh, after the festive break. And uh, there's a very good chance I'm going to cramp up quite soon, John. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've still got my gear on, um, which is bringing a beautiful odour to the uh, the studio here. And it is the sort of weather for beautiful odours, though. It's yeah, pretty well, hot and stinky in Perth. Yeah, it is. It was, yeah, it was warm, sort of 30 degrees playing this evening. Um, uh, yeah, no, oh, geez, it's been non-stop with the hockey. I've, I've particularly been loving what's been going on in NZ. Been watching lots of that on the Facebook feed of the Vantage Black Sticks. Uh, we'll come to that and lots more, I guess, as the show uh, goes on. There's plenty to get to. Let's start with this, though. News. And we should start with the most important tournament, and that would be the Euros Indoor Cup for Women. Well, yeah, the Indoors for Women. Look, we left it pretty late last week when we finally wrapped up everything with the Indoor news on the men's side of things in Europe so why not start the top of the show with what happened with the girls there in Prague and Brussels and was it in Slovenia Slovenia a pace a pass it's got one of those in what umlauts it's, it's got an umlaut umlaut. so uh, yeah I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce that but it was in Slovenia the uh, Euro Indoor Championship 3 for women which end do you want to start at? The top or the bottom? Let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the bottom. Well, and we'll talk about this at the end of the uh, at the end of this conversation. Uh, the final rankings from the Euro Championship three for women. It was a three horse race. Turkey finished on top. Slovakia and Slovenia they played a little short round robin type tournament. I think mm-hmm. they played each other twice or three times, and um, that means that Turkey has been promoted to Championship two. For 2020, that's the next Euro Indoor Championships. I'm not sure where that'll be held, and I'm sure we'll hear plenty about of that time, in the future. Plenty of time, plenty of time before then. It could be an Indoor Pro League by then, John. <laughs> it could be. You're not wrong. Uh, into Euro 2 Championship for women held in Brussels. Uh, that finished on the 21st of January, so just a couple of days ago, as far as we're concerned with our recording. And the final rankings there, number one, Belgium. They were promoted to the championship for 2020, the top championship, as were Austria. They finished one and two. England third, Croatia fourth, Lithuania five, Sweden, Scotland, and at eighth position, the relegation position is Wales. So they'll be playing in Euro Division 3 next time around, with the Turkey playing in Division 2. Now, top ranking, the top women's. Germany, European Championship. Once again there, yeah. Wahoo, Germans won. Well done to them. They overcame the Netherlands in the final. What do you make of a game that was, uh, especially indoor hockey, knowing that indoor hockey tends to have some high scores in it? Yeah. Would that be fair to say? Nil all at half time. This is the final? This is the final. Yeah. One all at full time, and then 2-1 in a shootout to Germany. So over, I imagine it's the same five shots you have in a shootout. 
in indoor. I must admit, I didn't see the final, so I'm not. I'm not aware. No, I didn't. I think but either way, there's a gap in knowledge. That is a, that is a very close game of indoor hockey played by two very very good sides yep. that would undoubtedly have terrific attacking players in them, and you can imagine the goalkeepers must have been outstanding. I didn't see the game. I did see some of the Belgium Czech game, that cut with the third versus fourth place game, but. As, uh, Although, we've look, about, could, could have just been really race. bad nets at the end of the field and the ball just kept oh, running, running, they couldn't get the ball out of the net. That's what I want to say, Belarus did defeat the Czechs in the uh, third versus fourth playoff there. 2-1 at half time with the final result, 5-3. So, did you mention who's dropping out of there? Russia and Poland. They drop out and Belgium and Australia go up. Yep, so uh, Germany, Netherlands, Belarus, Czech Republic, Ukraine and Switzerland are guaranteed to be in that top pool next time around. And they'll be playing against the two promoted teams, Belgium and Austria, that tournament in 2018. So I'm just looking at a bit of research that I had on here with regard to uh, whether Czech Republic is Czechia or, or the Czech Republic. Definitely not Czechoslovakia. Um, and it's a pretty lengthy article to be honest as I've clicked on there <laughs> but, uh, the, but, but, the, but they, 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 there was a national agreement within the Czech Republic that they wanted to be called Czechia going forward it's just unfortunate for them that nobody else has really got on board with it so you know it's mixed, we'll rea- mixed reaction for those that are on board and, and, and uh, know, know what they desire and people like you who still think they're called Czechoslovakia <laughs> No, well, if if the Czech people want to be called Czechians or, or Czecha or, or Czechia, the country to be called Czechia, I'm quite happy to go along with that. But you, but for now, you're going to go on the on the FIH. Uh, well, that's what officially they're listed yeah. as the Czech Republic. So, but we'll do some further uh, investigation then, because we have had some advice off social media. But we'll leave that for now. What's more important is the hockey side of things and. What I found a bit interesting was the fact that there were only two, three teams in the women, women's pool three. Yes, yeah. And no Irish, Irish team, no Spanish team, no Portuguese team, which I thought would have all been in the mix somewhere just based on conversations we've had with people from that part of the world talking about, you know, hockey. <laughs> yeah, um, well... Bernardo talked about coming from... Yeah, I, do, I don't know whether it's got anything to do with Euros. They're all countries that use the Euro. Maybe there's just no Euros left to be able to afford to do it after the uh, the rest of the National Association budgets have been spent. Yeah, could be. Um, oh, it's just an interesting... That, yeah, it's that wider debate again with relevance towards indoor hockey. And, uh, you know, perhaps it's, it's something that we kind of sniff at a little bit um, with respect to the... Um, thinking the outdoor game is the bigger part, bigger part of hockey, and that generally, as we see it, and as we as we think it is, um, but maybe those countries that only play indoor and don't play outdoor to any um, great level, maybe they think it's the other way around. Possibly, uh, I'd like to think it was uh, a factor of funding because that's that's a problem yeah, that's course. easily yeah, identified yeah, yeah. and. As flippant as it is to say this is easily rectified, I mean it's hard work getting it rectified, but the answer's pretty obvious and well, in front of you. You mentioned it in um, Ireland there, indoor Ireland, the Pro Series um, International 
tournament is going to take place there this year for the first time, which yeah. has been a successful model in South Africa. And I'm uh, surprised that Ireland and England don't have that break like they do in Germany over those, especially considering the amount of reports we get about, oh, the pitch is frozen. I, Twitter was alight this last weekend about and, it. So and, many games called off. And, and, and I believe it might not be every, every year this time of year, but it's going to be enough years where it might be an idea to say, guys, we're kidding ourselves. Yeah. Let's just have a, a little bit of an indoor season and compete at these sort of events. Check out Connor Hart's Twitter feed. He's he made comments. The Irish International Connor Hart has made comments about it in Ireland uh, okay. after two weeks or three weeks of of no games happening. I don't know how much uh, snow and ice they get in Spain and Portugal, though. Is it, it is is it going to be a problem there? Not so much of a no. problem there. No. Anyway, but Bernardo, you know, when we spoke to Bernardo, he talked about indoor hockey was more of a necessity for those that wanted to play hockey. There wasn't the the culture so much for outdoor hockey where he was at the time, and yeah. so we want people with the hockey stick in their hand, whichever way round. Now, I would agree that outdoor field hockey, indoor hockey as we know it, are the two inverted commas pure forms of hockey. Now, how we then straddle that into street hockey, roller hockey, um, floorball, ice hockey, and whatever other kind of format that might take on the, the name of hockey. Uh, I don't know. How far, how far do we go with it? I know in Spain, the, the, um, the hockey association now seem to incorporate the rollerball or street, street hockey um, within the hockey family there. And I'm trying now how to incorporate our discussion to fit in the African Club Cup of Champions that's going on at the moment as well. Yeah, Moving and look, on from... And we've actually managed know, to watch some of it, haven't we? We have. We were watching a little bit before we started recording this evening. Uh, the Ghana Revenue Association. Yeah. And, um, tax Office. Tax Office versus the Ghana Police, which would have been an enthralling... Uh, contest for all Ghanaians, I'm sure. They would have been down there watching the tax man take on the policeman. I have a feeling that after the end of the game, they won't have a shootout. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure. They might just let one in right at the end if they have to. Um, but fantastic coverage, and you can find that through the um, iSports360 brand out of Africa on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram as well. There's lots of links there for you to go and watch some of the games live. Uh, what's the Facebook page? Uh, the Facebook page is if you go to the African Hockey Federation. Right, yes, yes. Just yes. go to African Hockey Federation. You can probably find it through Google and their website easily enough. Um, just quickly, I had some interesting... I did, didn't know that Al Sharkey on the men's side of things, the top of the, top of the ladder there after the first uh, three games... You might have noticed, noticed a nice oh, little uh, picture that came up on Instagram. Those that are on there of Al Sharkey when I played against them back in 1993. I got about six minutes on the field. Oh, did you? Yeah. Just you alone at the back of the goals, eh? No, I, got, I think I got three. No, it wasn't a goal that day. No, oh, no, it was one of my debuts out on the field. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So how was left wing? Uh, left midfield, actually, it was. Midfield, I think. Yeah, the midfield. I was young. I was young. Oh, fit. No, I was young. He'll run, he'll chase. Just keep going. Uh, look, the African Cup of Club Champions is uh, on at the moment. It's been played in Gara at Accra. I hope I've got that pronunciation yeah. right. At the Thidosa Oko Hockey Stadium. There's uh, 12 clubs, four countries taking part. In across men's and women's competitions uh, from Egypt. It's the Eastern Company and 
El Sharkia. Yeah, El Sharkia hold the title for oh, the most number of yeah, titles. Yeah, yeah, record winners. Um, they they, they generally they they provide eighty percent of the Egyptian national team. Okay. Well, Eastern Company are the de- defending champions though on the men's side of things. There's oh, this is a great name. Police Machine from Nigeria. Yeah, I see that, I love it. Yeah, unfortunately, when you look at the table, the Police Machine's not running too well <laughs> at the moment. Uh, and Niger Flickers, they're also from Nigeria. And from Ghana, we have the Ghana Revenue people and uh, Revenue. Yeah, Re- yeah GRA man. GRA yeah, and uh, the trustees, the SSNIT. I'm oh, yeah, sure. shout out for one of the trustees, Samuel, yeah. who's uh, pretty active on Instagram and on social media, gives us lots of likes and shares his... Uh, pictures of him on the field for the trustees so I guess you know we haven't adopted anybody else apart from maybe Sharky here so go the trustees as well pick okay. yourself up from second on the, on the ladder there that's the women uh, the men's side of things for the women there's Telecom Orange Hockey from Kenya along with Stratmore University um, Telecom Telcom Telcom Orange yeah. uh, the defending champions from uh, Nigeria Carter Queens and Yoba Desert uh, Hockey Clubs yeah and uh, Yoba Desert Queens yeah, and yep. from Ghana, the Ghana Revenue Authority and the Ghana Police Team. And uh, no Ghana team has ever won, although the Ghana Revenue Authority played in the final last year. They lost out uh, to Telcom Orange, but no Ghana team has ever won a final, so they're at home this year and they're hoping that one of their men's or women's team will get up. If you look at the table, it's not looking good because El Sharkey are in top. They've won three of the, the two of the three games so far, but they've scored 13 goals. Uh, police machine, unfortunately, busted at the bottom. They can't seem to do much at all. They've let in 13 and only scored two, so they're struggling. On the women's side of things, the Ghanaian um, Revenue Authority ladies, they're sitting on top. They've had three wins from three games and scored 13 goals and haven't let one in, so they're looking all right. Uh, unfortunately, the Yobi Desert Queens. Now, we talked we talk before uh, about so well. competitions uh, missing teams from certain nations. Yep. What, what's missing for you? From the the participating uh, clubs that are on that list. Well, you're obviously referring to South Africa. No South African teams. Which is a pity. No, no Namibian teams. Well, yeah, that's a pity. Um, no Zimbabwe teams. Yeah, it's all a pity. That's all I can say I've, about I've, it. I don't know I, I, about I saw a comment earlier I mean, on we, social we media from Watch Hockey. We, we had a guy on our show two weeks ago who was talking about how undeveloped the game is in certain parts of Africa. Yeah. So it's no surprise that there's a, in countries that aren't going to be there, but are there countries that, like you're suggesting, um, South Africa that South does Af- have... South, South Africa's got very, you know, a very strong club competition. Yeah. Um, and how hard would it have been to find a club to have gone up there? Yeah. Once again, it's got to come down to funding and being so. able to afford it. Maybe there's something more political going on there. I don't, I don't know if there's a rich history of South African teams. I've, I've literally, been, like two minutes ago, was contacting somebody to say, oh, yeah, why aren't there any South African teams there? Yeah. Um, so maybe there's a bit more to it. We'll see. Yeah. We'll I find mean, out. It'll be interesting be, to find out anyway. It could also be clashing with something that's happening in South Africa. We don't know. But we'll find out. That's a good question. It's a, it's a well, disappointment. It's, it's not. But you know what? They've got something that we don't have here in Australia. What's that? A continental. Yeah, 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 yeah. Club championship. And that's, uh, that's what I've, I've always loved, you know, always loved about the, about it and the, the nature of it. It's yep, I, I agree with you. It's fantastic. So good luck to those teams. There's still a bit of, uh, a few games to go there yet before champions are clowned. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we've got through the, oh, Malaysia League. 
there's stuff going on in Malaysia. In the MHL, yes. So the MHL. I think as we, I think tonight is the the second leg or the second round of. Yeah, the, still the league stuff it's the second part of the league yeah. stuff happens today well so far in the Premier League they've only played well, five or six games there's some more game well, another half of that round on to the go. main side yeah Yeah, but uh, Terenangu the hockey team there they're, they're leading on 12 points uh, Tanaga National Berhad are in second place on 10 and, impeccable uh, pronunciation yeah Maybank are sitting at the bottom with one point from their five games so they're not looking good there that's in the Premier Division um, then on to the, the women's side of things Taranagu I'm going to struggle with that I got Terenganu? it right Terenganu 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 sorry apologies there the Terenganu ladies they've uh, <laughs> won three and they're sitting on seven points uh, closely po- followed by PKS Uniton they're on six points uh, UITM KPT the Blue Warriors KL Vipers uh, Penang Juniors and MSN Kida. Did you say Vipers or Wipers then? Oh, Vipers. Or did you say Wipers with a German accent? <laughs> no, I did. <laughs> They're Wipers. No, the KL Wipers. I don't know I did it when it was a Malaysian league either. It doesn't really make much sense, but I did do it. You're right. Called out. Um, just to go through that ladder for the Premier League, it's a Terengganu hockey team in first. Tanaga National, Burhad. Uh, University of Kuala Lumpur in third. Kuala Lumpur Hockey Club fourth. TNB Thunderbolt. They're coming in fifth, and um, Maybank, bottom of the table there. Division one's being head by Pollock, Nick, KPT, yeah. and division, <laughs> that's Group A, and Division one, Group B. John, John's just going to give you the web address now, so you can go and find this, out, this information out for yourself. <laughs> Look, it is. It's Pollock, Nick. Yeah, no, no, I know. But I got a very but, mate. We've got about an hour and a half. <laughs> You've got another five teams in both men's and women's to get through. I'm not going to go through those, okay, all those teams. Okay. I'm just saying who's in top. It's fine. all available on the Malaysian... You can see it on the homepage, mhc.org.my. All the links are there to watch all the games and read all the results and do all that sort of stuff. So check it out. Because there has been some pretty good hockey played there. I haven't, you know, there's so much hockey going on. I've seen it a little bit, but it's good competition. should be supported. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I haven't seen any of it... Um, Streamed over here, like yeah, I didn't get a chance to go over and see any of your relatives in Singapore or in Malaysia, so uh, haven't had a chance to see it. Although we did share a link of some of the highlights, uh, so some of the goal highlights are available on, I believe it's a Selangor Hockey uh, YouTube page. But if you go to our Twitter, then scroll down probably about thirty comments or sorry, thirty thirty posts, and you'll find yeah. a link to the highlights of all the games that are taking place there. Better than nothing. Two more quick things. Uh, we'll talk, I've got a couple of things from the Indian domestic hockey to talk about, but we'll do that because we are a bit later because we've got an interview with Jaspreet Sani, and he's going to have a chat to me about uh, how the Indian hockey works, a little bit of an explanation of how their system domestically works in India. So I'll get to those couple of things then. Four Nations, what do you make of it? Uh, in NZ? Yep. Yeah, oh, fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Look, I, we were talking uh, prior to the show. Look, it's, it's, some of it's a little bit pedestrian at times. Um, you can see that there's not the passion that you would expect from a game that had something on the line. Um, it's very much about getting structures um, set up and getting styles of play and trying different formats. And, and you know, there's... 
there's um, there's not the bite to, uh, the bite that you would get out of a um, a tournament a proper tournament game. But I found it highly entertaining. Uh, absolute credit to the NZ uh, Vantage Blacksticks media team. They've been superb on the Facebook feed. The uh, the camera angles have been great. Okay, you don't get everything, but it's been pretty pretty good. Um, the commentary's been really good with a local flavour and a local accent. And uh, <laughs> what? That was terrible, bro. Oh, Shut bro, mate. Look, fosh and chops? No way, bro. Fosh and chops? I'm beach, bro. Fosh and chops? Oh, you're terrible, bro. Charlie bun? Charlie bun. Now you're getting close. Moving on. Um, we got to edit that. What? We've got to edit that. It might be funny. No, it could be, it could be fine. Don't worry about it. We'll just, we'll plow on. Um, <laughs> well, Kiwis know all about plowing on, don't they? Uh, I haven't written it down, so. Okay. Um, yeah, no, but I've really enjoyed it and they've been very engaging on Facebook. So if you've got a comment to make or you want to have a bit of fun, you know, it's, it's been, it's been quite funny. What does annoy me are these bloody idiots that get on. And, uh, start complaining about the quality of the stream or the picture's too small on their phone or, uh, oh jeez, or, oh, can you move, the, can you move the camera a little bit higher? Um, can we change the accents of the commentators? No, nobody said that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> just, jeez, guys, this is coming to you free on a free service. Um, you get, this is something we've never had before. They're like, it, this is this is wonderful and props to the New Zealand hockey for making it happen and uh, doing it so simply, so easily and, and in such a great way that you can engage with it as a punter. I would also like to ask people that uh, that feel that they couldn't see it on their mobile phone exactly what sort of experience they expect from a mobile phone screen when it comes to watching any sporting contest. Well, I actually got onto the bandwagon of complaining in the, on the first game that I watched, which was the uh, little, 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 new, um, India versus uh, ba- uh, Japan game. Oh, on the... Which was a big win for India. on the first bandwagon. Well, no, no, I got in touch and I said, look, this is all well and, all well and good, providing the live stream, but how's the hospitality? Like, I'm sitting there watching hockey, who's bringing the beer and pizza? Um... Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, how can you feel and did engage back now this was in response to comments pro- previous up the line about yeah oh you know the stuff you were giving me for free is terrible make it better oh jeez come on guys it's good stuff really good stuff and just like we're getting from uh, from Africa at the moment in Accra fantastic I think you can you can make genuinely constructive criticisms about things but I think when you start whinging it's a bit tough I mean you know, we watched that stream coming out of Africa tonight and a lot of the vision was really good, but there's obviously some issues going on with the stream on buffering connectivity and exactly where that's happening on the line, who knows? It's a long way from here to there. Um, so, but I, I wouldn't bag the, the, com- uh, the whole telecast because of those couple of issues. It was quite engaging. Quality was really good. The vision was great. Yeah, yeah. And the, the commentators were certainly into it. Yeah, it was just fantastic. It was a great Kiwi experience. They put it across in a relatively cheap way. Um, no, they didn't put it across in a relatively, but you know, they, they put it together in a relatively cheap way. Um, 
but managed to um i don't know some of the little professional things that you you know that maybe missed out a little bit are covered by the warmth and good charm of the whole package and so you put up with it not being quite perfect and, and appreciate somebody actually doing it that's right see what the future is uh i I did find the notion of because they had a final after last week, didn't they? Well, yeah. So they split the tournament. So there's uh, there's so uh, it's two four, tournaments. It's two tournaments in two different locations. Um, yeah. So Belgium won the final over India. Oh, hang on, did Belgium win the final? There's so many games. No, Belgium versus India. Third, didn't they? No, no. No, oh, India, no, play, India beat, played Belgium. Uh, yeah, yeah, Belgium yeah, beat India in the, beat in, in, in the final. Um, New Zealand beat Japan in the third, fourth playoff. Um, but New Zealand opened up the tournament with a 5-4 win over Belgium it's all very very close the first two days um, in the second location have started uh, well the first two games in the second location have started today but that's a different competition different competition a different location um, with a different uh, medal gold medal <laughs> for <laughs> flipping gold medals um, look the only thing we really care th- about it was a 3-2 win it was a 3-2 win for uh, Belgium over um, Japan and yeah. a 3 2 win for today. India over New Zealand today. today. So it's all very, very close. And, it's been oh, some good hockey, you're right. It's good, no, but it's been really entertaining. But, hey, Belgium love dropping those bombs, hey? Uh, Whoa. Uh, oh, that, we'll look out know, for that. They're, they're um, yeah, very much in favour of throwing the long bombs and onto the edge of the D and you love into receiving deep areas. Heads, don't you? you love it when the opposition throws them at you. Yeah, I close my eyes and um, hope that it doesn't touch the face. If I can get my <laughs> chest in the way and my gut in the way, that's 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 preferred. Uh, moving on, I think from um, where were we? Malaysia. I think that's about all we've. Oh, the last thing we've got online is. Uh, the Australia-Spain series, Hockey Roos in Spain, that we attended of course last weekend. Yep. Yeah, yes, yeah. So we we spoke last week about missing one of the games because of the uh, the inclement weather, and uh, we managed to get along on the Saturday night, as we said last week in the show. So those of you that follow us on Instagram at the Reverse Stick or on Facebook or Twitter, you'd have seen us sending you the way of our Instagram account. Uh, so we did some live stuff, pitch side, a little bit of commentary with our kind of dulcet tones um, we took a few snaps and uh, spoke to a few people around the ground so if you go to our Instagram there's a couple of little snippets with us talking to Flynn Ogilvy and Matt Bird the um, Kookaburras who of course themselves are getting ready for a series against the Netherlands which kicks off this weekend who happens uh, to be there here in Perth and yeah and so the double bonus was we're watching the, the Spanish uh, girls against Australia and the Dutch boys walked in behind us so there's a bit of vision of that and then they went down and trained on the other field there so uh, we went pitch side and uh, you know, look, looked on a little bit. Had a quick chat with uh, Max Cowdus. Yeah, got a wave from him onto our uh, live Instagram feed. If anybody was watching that, Max is obviously an Angels fan. For those of you outside of Australia, Angels, classic Oz pub rock band. Because Max doesn't have any secrets. <laughs> He's got no secrets. <laughs> That's right. I said, uh, Max, we uh, reverse stick podcast. Give us a wave. Um, but uh yeah don't worry uh we're not going to share this too too widely and he said it's okay we haven't got any secrets he was good and you might have seen if you've seen the instagram post you put but up he the didn't. Bus he said we don't goals. have any but <laughs> goalie's name you you pronounce it so much pim in black 
yeah, that's him. He was uh, is standing in the net taking shots from some of his teammates there. It looked like it was towards the end of training. And we stood behind the goals with the cyclone wire fencing between us and the back of the goal. So you get the goal net. And, the, and his teammates were tomahawking, drag flicking, just flat normal hitting from the top of the D at him. And my God, it was terrifying. But it's interesting that just behind the, the net, behind the, him, behind the net, behind the net. One of the bigger hits was from one of the coaches. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, sure who that's it right. was. But prior to that, one of the other coaches that was having a bit of a chat deep in the D there was Graham Reed, Possum Reed, the former uh, Australian yeah. coach, yes. um, who once his uh, tenure finished as the um, the coach for the Kookaburras moved over to Amsterdam and has taken up a coaching role there um, and I believe at the club that he played you know, back in his playing days um, back there so he's taken on the role there but he's now also involved in the Dutch setup, um, whether that be a long term thing or just while well, the, the guys are over here in Australia but uh, yeah interesting to see and uh, we're hoping to fo- post an exclusive photo of Graham Reed the, the back of Graham Reed's head talking to a man with a mask on it so that that should be a, a wonderful photo, I think. Do you know, we had, we had a lot of fun going down and watching the game, but, jeez, it's hard work when you're trying to do multimedia, mix things, film a bit, take some photos, record stuff, and all of that. My goodness. We need an intern. It, it felt like a job. No, we need an intern. We need to get like a, you know... Oh, no, I've got to say, mate, this is the first time I've ever watched um, a higher level of uh, level of hockey and only drank two beers during the, the, the length of the game. Incredible. That's hard work. When, when was the last time you only drank two beers playing the level of hockey you play? That's just unfair. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. We will talk a bit seriously, though, about the hockey on Saturday uh, that we saw. Spain have been in Australia for that four test series but it's funny because they had a, a friendly game because one of the games got cancelled oh, yeah that was last night I think yeah yeah but didn't yeah. count didn't count in the didn't test count. series but they, went no. back, they went back out to Guildford and made up for missing that game and so everybody would have been happy about that game had, time for everyone you yeah. had a, a, a game up at the new Warwick Centre is that the first international that's been played yep, at Warwick first international up there um, fantastic and first the international at Guildford as well I think the, I mentioned last week that the Kookaburras trained there just prior to Rio, sort yeah. of the month before they went out for the And uh, they've got a lovely set up there for hockey at Warwick too. I hope they are able to maintain at least one or two grass grounds there going into the future because you can see the expansion possibilities for another turf in the future. But uh, No, I understand it was yeah, um, good good crowds yeah. and um, yeah, super, super event for the club up there. Uh, so yeah, the Warwick Hockey Centre but with Whitford's Hockey are the... A hockey club and the main tenant there in the northern suburbs in Perth. I look forward to playing up there again too. But look, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the game, and it was it was the only game with lots of goals out of the whole Test series. So there was three draws, and the game we saw on the Saturday night. Three was low there. scoring, a single goal draws. Yeah, and uh, a one-one and one-one, two-one-ones and nil-nil. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely a nil-nil in there, so we yeah. got the goals. Mind you, two of them were penalty strokes. They were two strokes. Uh, we did. That's right, one of we'll them Instagram with, yeah, <laughs> Carrie McMahon um, on a return after injury last year. Um, slotted one of those. I think Jody Kenny got the other one. Yeah, uh, there was a, a cracking goal from the Spanish too. The, um, off the corner? Yeah, off the corner, but it wasn't the first strike from memory. It was a sort of free ball inside the D there. It was a cracking strike. 
really uh, top shot. Top yeah. shot. Enjoyed the game. Uh, it's probably the busiest I think the Perth Hockey Stadium games were. Uh, yeah. Oh no, no, that was the only one. Yeah, two at Whitford's, one at Guildford. Yeah, sorry, excuse me. So yeah, it was good crowd though. It was good. It was good. Did and, you think yeah. it was a good crowd? Yeah, no, I did. I did. I, I want to dispute Sat- that. No, Sat- it's a, mate. It's a Saturday night, non-hockey season period. Okay, it wasn't particularly well publicised, but you're only going to get a hockey crowd down to that, or get dragged along Why? by somebody. There's so many other things they could sit down and watch the Big Bash 2020 cricket at home. Oh, it's on the TV in the bar. Yeah, it was. But um. We, 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 we could ask the officials because they were watching the last few overs. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, my, my point being was I thought the crowd was good in the sense that they were very enthusiastic and they obviously liked their hockey and they were cheering and they were, they were a, a good crowd in that sense. But yeah, I thought, well, it wasn't but, a sellout by any means. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. How, I, I'd say they'd be lucky. There wouldn't have been a thousand people. No. There. No, and I, in fact, I think... Well, I was thinking 500, 600. Yeah, well, if, if that. And if, there was a lot yeah. of people there because you had uh, mascots on each side that dragged their families along. That's right, so and you get a was free entrance for the for the uh, one guardian of a mascot. So it was $10 entry for the game. $5 Did tickets, though, if you bought your ticket previously, weren't they? They were advertising $5. No. Tickets. Was that the Narragin games? Yeah, I think it okay. might well, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, 10, ten bucks on the gate. We... Two cans of Coke and two Mars bars. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind spending that at all to support uh, the hockey cause to get in. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that didn't have to pay to get in that were within within that group. So oh, it's not about how much whether they paid to get in. Or it's but yeah, the cost of ho- cost of hockey is the interesting thing, isn't it? And uh, the the comments were made by oh, Watch oh. Hockey in the white paper. Um, you know what's fair. I don't you think know, cost. Five, came we into thought five dollars. That's, that's what I'm disappointed about. It, I don't think it was a cost factor. I don't think it was anything like that at all. I just think it was. Yes, you're right. There, there are other things to do in Perth at this time of the year, but maybe sometimes we've we've got to look at um, giving a bit more. I don't know that sanctity is the right word, but I'm going to use it to a game in the sense that there was four games on over the weekend. Now. And, and this is not just this series. This could go for any fixturing anywhere. If you've got four games over a four- or five-day period, people beforehand can think, oh, I can pick and choose, or, oh, no, I can't make this. Oh, I'll go Saturday, or oh, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's too much room for people to be indecisive and not turn up. Yeah. My, no, my yeah, argument yeah, yeah. would be a, a single fixture... Would be the way to go. But that's not what they, uh, this was about. No, though. it wasn't. So why not have those other fix, fixtures at regionally? Have your big Saturday night game, Australia versus Spain, and that's the big test, right? That's the big game. Have have other games involving Spain. Maybe it is a, a Whitford Select Eleven versus Spain, but it, it's got members of, of. Yeah, that's not how these deals work, though, with international sides well, moving to let's face different it, countries it wasn't to get strange. experience. There was, no, there was no television rights or anything like that involved with it. No one was making any money out of it. It's a, it's a training exercise for the Spanish women, no, which okay. is fair enough. I'm not against that at all. Okay, but here's... But here's for no. the sake of internet, the primacy of international hockey, it, I think it would have been better to have a one-off test match that engendered more singular focus than spreading it around and singular focus by I mean attention of the people supporters and those that are likely to attend and attention of the media and also maybe that might have got streamed 
But what you've got, a single event. What you've got to understand is uh, there's a deal factor uh, around what's gone on here. So uh, Spain would approach Australia to uh, say, can we come down and play some games down there and can, can we get it organised? Straight away, as soon as that question's asked, for Australia, ah, okay, we can get um, top international um, practice here prior to the Commonwealth Games without having to travel anywhere. So suddenly there's a cost factor there, which is, oh, that's a bit of a relief. We haven't got to go to Europe. We haven't got to go. So Spain are, are trying to uh, mimic the long flight, the different time zones, all that sort of stuff that they're going to, that, that, uh, you know, they're, they're potentially going to face in the future for different tournaments. Australia are happy with a deal like that. Now, the venues, somewhere like Guildford Grammar or Whitford Hockey Club, they'd be paying a nominal amount to host those games, so that's more revenue for the National Association. But it also spreads it out and, and shares the love of top-level hockey, and that's something special for those clubs and those uh, schools and turfs that are involved there. There's a, there's a much broader thing with it. But on the financials, there's... You know, the, the Spanish team have stayed at the school where some of the games have been played, so there'll be some sort of deal that's been done there. Um, it's about trying to get the best result for everybody involved in that scenario, and it might not mean that you could just have one game. Uh, maybe you need to make a bit of a bigger deal about all of those games. Now I've said that, I also agree with the fact that we say too much hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, I think what we've got to uh, got at is the the paradox that hockey's going to have to struggle with for the next few years, as it tries to move to a truly professional sport, because you're not going to be able to base a truly professional sport upon national competitions that are supported by governments, and that's the bottom line to that argument. Yeah, as far but, as I'm concerned. Yeah, but it, but it then brings us back to something we've, we've been uh, very aware of the past three or four days is this um, search for innovation within the game, particularly from Hockey Australia. And there's been lots of work uh, done in the background, it seems to be, over the past couple of months, which is just sort of seeping out at the moment. And they've got all sorts of ideas, haven't they, about the future of the game? They have, but we'll get to them shortly. You're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast, and now it's time for our featured interview. And this week it was an absolute pleasure. Oh, it was fantastic. Um, look, I'll, I'll just say this before you go into the, the introduction. I, uh, I was talking to a couple of the, the, the girls from our club that are uh, sitting around the bank watching the game, the, the Spain uh, versus Australia game, and uh, I said, oh, hopefully we're interviewing one of the girls in, in a bit. And they said, which one? And I said, the best one. And they went, oh, the one with the frizzy hair at uh, 23. I went, yeah, Gigi. And look, that was just, <laughs> you know, we'll start with that. What a what a fantastic display she put on. And it was a fantastic game. The Australians won 3-2, as we mentioned before. But um, she was very, very dominant on the field, wasn't she? It was great to watch her playing live because you got a sense of the energy that goes about yeah. the game that she plays. And, um, you know, we, we hung around. Just slunk in the corner for a while while the players had some uh, dinner and um, had a few chats to some interesting people while yeah, there. No, but, uh, superb, yeah, it was a, a great night there. 
that we managed to sneak her away for a few minutes. Well, we did, of course, with Andy Wilson, who we mentioned last week, we caught up with before. He's one of the uh, assistant coaches there with the Spanish uh, team behind AD Locke. What do you reckon about AD Locke on the uh, on the touchline, John? Well, I thought he was Spanish. I, <laughs> I, in fact, I was so I was so impressed by his performance on the weekend. I've decided to become a coach. Right. You know what I've done? What? Gone and bought myself a clipboard, uh-huh. thrown me socks away, yeah. found the oldest, daggiest pair of shorts that I can find. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you already know what my hair looks like, I've got the hair covered. <laughs> and, mate, I'm in there. I'm coaching international hockey tomorrow. Well, look, honestly, <laughs> the, it was incredible, the, the English boys in the setup there, their fluency with the language. Although I Andy tells me they, Andy's told <laughs> me there, there could be some problems with mixing up the Catalan and the Spanish sometimes. But, uh, uh, yeah, fantastic. Like, really enjoyable. And, uh, yeah, so thank you to Andy. Uh, and look out for the Frank Hockey Podcast coming up soon where he's talk, talking coaching. And, uh, yeah, cue the interview, I guess. Shall we? This is Gigi Oliver. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. And following the Hockey Roos Spain game, we're talking to Gigi Oliver, a Spanish midfielder. Is he playing the midfield, Gigi? Is that fair to say? Yes. Yeah, how did you think the game turned out for you girls today? Well, I think the, uh, the second half, I think it was a little bit better for us because we could uh, move more the ball and uh, I think they were a little bit more impatient. So then we could uh, uh, f- play more vertically, but, but they run really fast. So they can close the center really, really fast. So our chances, they were a little bit, uh, we were struggling a little bit when we were in, uh, before the, the circle. I, um, I thought you were going to snatch it right at the end there because you were right on the money. Ten seconds to go. Almost a chance for a goal. I think it was penalty corner, yeah. but they didn't uh, whistle it. But, but I think it's really positive for us because uh, we had three seconds. We, uh, they were just uh, defending the circle really, really, really strong. And, uh, and we could just penetrate. And, in, and, uh, and I think we got the penalty corner, but uh, the empire didn't, uh, didn't see it. No, I think you did as well. So where, where these games, you've got one more, one more game to go here in Perth. Um, where does this lie on your schedule coming up for the rest of the year? What's, uh, where's this tournament lie for you at the moment, these, these games? I think these games for us, uh, well, we are starting because we had uh, like a little break during, the Chris, uh, during Christmas. Uh-huh. And, uh, and now we started. And uh, I think uh, with Australia to come here, for us it's really... Uh, I think it's really helpful because we are learning from them at the same time. I think they are really good physically and they have a really a strong uh, legs and then they, have, they are really powerful. So I think for me the best thing is to learn from them. And at the same time for the team uh, we are just getting uh, into the rhythm and uh, to start just growing up till the World Championship. So one more game to go here in Perth and then you're heading back to Europe again. So what does it look like when you land back home? What's, what's the, the program when you get home? Do you have more games as soon as you get home or back into training, back into club hockey? Then we have uh, another uh, camp in uh, Malaga, so in Spain, and we're playing against Ireland. And in, uh, during Easter, we have, we're playing against Germany and China. Good. 
So, and then we still have uh, like seasons. Everyone is playing or in Belgium or in Germany or in uh, Spain. And then we're going to join uh, like one month and a half before in order to just to speed up and just uh, to uh, finish the small details in order to win. Yeah, yeah. So, where are you playing your country? I'm playing in the Netherlands at Kampong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kampong uh, in Utrecht. And uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, I'm enjoying a lot because the level there is uh, it's really high. And uh, and all my teammates and my uh, uh, like I have a, a good social life and a good combination with a really high level hockey. And uh, my coach is Santi Fresher, which is uh, I really like him, and yeah, I'm learning a lot. Now, yeah, and even now he's in Pakistan. So um, and yeah, I'm, I'm happy there. So what's the uh, where do you see Dutch league hockey? Because on our podcast a lot about maybe we should be looking for a, the importance of hockey being more towards um, t- towards club hockey than international hockey to grow the game. What do you what do you think about the Dutch league? For me, I've I've played I've played in Melbourne, so in Australia. Uh-huh. I've played in Belgium, in Spain, and in the Netherlands. And for me, the best league or more the, the most competitive league is in uh, in the Netherlands. Yeah. But uh, but they are giving a lot of importance to the national team because they are together like uh, every week, three days. And then sometimes the club, for example, indoor hockey, it's not really important anymore because a lot of the, the first, so the, the people in the national team, they are just leaving the clubs during a winter break yeah. for us. So I think the national team is getting more important and more important every, every year. But I think it's because they want to win as as much medals as, as they can. Yeah, of course. Gigi, you've lost uh, tonight's game, 3-2, just the odd goal. You've drawn the previous two games at one all. Uh, do you see that there's actually that much difference between you and the Australian girls as far as the team goes? I think not at all. I think even now we're improving. And if you, I think if we see the statistics from the first match uh, and the third one, and the, the second one. So among them, we are just we have improved a lot, which is uh, which is pretty nice. Well, I have Wilson here, my coach. So <laughs> I think we have improved a lot. And as I said, uh, I think it's really nice for us to know the players in order to to just to to fight against them in the World Championship, which is a positive thing. From an outsider's view, looking at the women's game, the the Dutch women are like they're up, uh, they're a bit ahead of everybody else. But it strikes me that after the Dutch women, there's a lot of teams. There's Spain, there's Australia, there's a few teams there that are all grouped in together. Do you think that you girls can challenge the Dutch come the the World Cup time? Is that, is that possible, or are you guys all fighting together in amongst that little group, and the Dutch are just way out there? I think that's true that, for, in, in my opinion, um, the Dutch team is one step ahead from all the other teams. Then you have, uh, like, as I said, like uh, different uh, teams that they are fighting for it. But in the World Championship, sometimes you are just, you're going to play Netherlands for one game. So when, then it's, you never know. So it's something that you have to fight one game. And the last game that they play, uh, that, that we played against uh, Holland, we, it was 3-1. So if you just, maybe if you don't have a lot of penalty corners against, or even zero, because it, I think it's 
It's a really uh, tangible goal. How do you say it? Tangible goal. Then it's a. Uh, it's. I think it's. It can be possible. You just have to defend really good, which is the easiest thing that you can do. And uh, if it's about one game, why not? You can always win. That's great. That's really good. Yeah, and that's we talk about that a lot, particularly in the tournaments where your group stages kind of mean nothing. There's a bit of classification before you go into into stage two, like the Hockey World League. So it's through, you know, New Zealand showed it in in their semi-finals; they could do it, and it's it's there, isn't it? It's open. JG, what about you as a hockey player? How did you come to the game? How, how did? You, yeah, yeah. What was, What's your hockey story? Uh, well, in Spain, uh, I come from uh, Terrassa, so it's near uh, by Barcelona, more or less. And uh, and there, it's uh, it's where the, the Olympics in Barcelona they were played there. So I think it's uh, a culture, or uh, yeah, the city has this culture, and even everyone is playing hockey there. Not everyone, but a lot of people. Even in my class, it's really like popular. If you have maybe ten people or ten persons just playing hockey, it's just uh, normal. So I think my father played uh, hockey, and then, I don't know, maybe I was five, maybe I was six, but I was in my club in athletic, and I was just playing. And then you just, sometimes I remember I didn't like it until I was maybe nine, ten. Then I said, okay, I'm going to stop dancing, and I'm going to play hockey. <laughs> and then he, I was there. I've got a seven-year-old. I've yeah. got a seven-year-old. She loves her hockey, but she's considering dance. Yeah, so oh, I was, I, I had the same, but then you start, like, I don't know, I think I start enjoying it, and then you're just, you're just there because your father are dropping your brother and your sister, that they are older than you, and then I was just behind them. I guess so, and then, and I have to say now, it's one of my passions of my life. I played since my father played, and his... Yeah, even in my, uh, in my uh, family, everyone plays. Even my cousins, that even I think they they don't like it. But <laughs> out of your family, who's the most recent one to win a league title or a cup competition? My brother, Rob Oliva, played a lot of years. Oh. Yeah. That did, what, he played for hockey, did he? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, and he. Uh, I think last year they won the the league. Yeah, the league in Spain. And he has been a lot of times international. I don't know how much, but now he's uh, retired. So. Well, retired from the national team, and now he's playing in Pakistan for these games of... Uh... So, they won 5-1 last night. They're playing again tonight? Um, I have to say, I haven't talked to him, so yeah, yeah, don't, want, don't yeah, ask me this question want, because I don't know the, <laughs> the score. I think they are there for enjoy, I like to enjoy, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Got it with the season. So, yeah. <laughs> She's got absolutely no interest in her brother's hockey career whatsoever. <laughs> what do you want to achieve from your hockey career at this level? Well, now mm, I played two Olympic Games, yeah. which it was my gold when I was young. Uh, and now uh, that uh, I'm 27, so I'm quite old. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm thinking. No, I'm quite old. <laughs> And now every year I'm thinking like, okay, one year more or because it's something that it's, I've been playing here for 12 years. So now I think I have to uh, dosificar, dosify, 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 no, maybe I have to think more like year, yeah, take it slowly and think about it year per year because I know my body, sometimes it can, 
it can be not harmful, but it's, yeah, I'm getting old, come on. Man. So you've heard of blokes like Jamie Dwyer and Xavi Leonard, haven't you? Yeah, but maybe they are, they are really privileged and they have a really uh, good uh, body. <laughs> and they are really good physically. Uh, so I have to, uh, every year I'm thinking about, okay, one year more, one year more, if I'm motivated, if I'm ready to do it, and even... Yeah, I think it's uh, just uh, in my mind, not for the body, I think, but it's more because I have been here a lot of years. So, uh, but yeah, if I can do Tokyo, it would be amazing for me, of course. Two Olympic Games, 27 years old. Many people would think that you've got um, it all in front of you from this, at this position. Um, do you see yourself staying with hockey beyond your international career? Is it the sort of thing that you'd like to be at 50 still playing veterans? Is that a consideration for you? When you are just going to veterans, it's like more you are enjoying and you are just thinking about another thing, it's just to join with people, talk about different things. Even I think maybe in the meetings they are talking about business or another things. And here it's more professional. Like you are just thinking about your body and uh, your rest and your rec uh, recovery. And uh, it's, I think it's different here. You have to be more focused on hockey, which sometimes you have to disconnect a little bit because it's a lot of days. Yeah. together and with a lot of people and with a lot of girls that it's I think the, the environment that we have in the team it's uh, really really good but yeah it's different from veterans but then in veterans yeah maybe I'm gonna play I don't know I haven't think about it it's always interesting because look, we, we've never played any kind of reasonable level of hockey but we've been part of it since we were young kids and still now play at an older age. And maybe, maybe our bodies weren't punished as much by hard training regimes and things like that. But it's, it's essential and important for hockey that we have people like you stay around and share your experiences with um, the young kids coming through. Even, you know, a bit of inspiration for some of the old people around and about as well. Um, you know, could you, could you see yourself in a chairwoman role at your club or did, what's, what's, what, where's hockey home for you? Yeah, sure. um, sometimes I think about uh, I thought about it sometimes to, uh, to change for example some, some feminine line of a club or maybe on a, on a federation because it's, I, it's something that it's uh, really a passion because I really like hockey yeah. uh, but I think if I if yeah, maybe I see myself on that, but first, I have to work like in another positions. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe you have to start with like, the camera, then you have to uh, help a team, then you have to know how a professional team is working from the point from the point of view of a staff because it's really I think it's really different, and then you have to learn from the ground and then you just to. But yeah, why not? It's something that I would really like. How old were you when you realised that this dream of of achieving going to the Olympics. How old were you thought that that was a realistic option for you, that actually I'm good at this sport and I can play? Um, I remember uh, before you get uh, like under 16 in Spain, we have a, like a program, like a program or a technical program that you go one week every July or August, no, July. And I remember I was 11 or 12. And then I realized, okay, I want to go for the national team. And it's something that I just, I, I realized and I wanted to play in Olympic Games. I remember I was young and I was thinking about it. 
and you had a big brother that had kind of laid a bit of a pathway there before. But my my old uh, so Rock is just one year older than me, oh, so right. we just we have grown together yes, yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's something that we're just stepping in at the same time more or less, and uh, and we have gone the same. So what about mum and dad? Is there much uh, advice given from mum and dad? Um, I think my mum is just happy to see us just with the team and. And I think my dad, a lot of times, uh, he was worried about, hey, you have to, I really like you to play hockey because it's uh, our sport, but I want you to study, I want you to have a proper job. And, and, uh, and uh, hockey, I think, like years ago, because my dad played as well two Olympic Games, and he was a little bit, yeah, but hockey is not giving you money, and, but things have changed. He, things have changed a lot. So now we can get more money, I think, more if you are a man. Or maybe if you, if you are a person that you can give much more to social media or from brands and everything, you have to be clever and then you have to move strategically in order to get this money. If you are a girl, because I think there's a little bit of a... ¿Cómo se llama? Feminism? No. Machismo. Machismo. Yeah, so it's, it's uh, different. I agree that the, the guys are giving more spectacle, no spectacle, yeah. spectacle, and uh, but uh, yeah, I remember my father that he was all the time telling us, yeah, but I want you to study and to have a proper job or to finish your degree and bachelor and yeah, yeah. So do you, do, uh, have you studied Gigi? Do you yeah. work? At, what do you have a degree or? Um, I studied a bachelor the, um, and a master in uh, uh, in engineering. So I finished uh, 24 years old. No, I have a bachelor in uh, in uh, aeronautical engineering. Yeah, and then I did a master. So that was aeronautical engineering. Engineering, and then I have a master that I had to do after bachelor in Spain. You have to do a master, and then I did a master as well in uh, in, in the same in the same uh, uh, fields, and then. Yeah, I, I kept studying till uh, Rio, I think, another master because in the national team I couldn't combine. And now actually I'm working uh, in a company in, uh, in, the, in the Netherlands and they are doing a marketing, on, uh, marketing online, uh, online marketing, sorry. And I'm working as a Python uh, programmer. So I'm, I'm quite staggered by that, actually. I'm really thankful for them because they... They gave me the chance to to combine both things. Between being an Olympic hockey player, uh, being an aeronautical engineer, and doing all of this stuff, what do you do to relax? Do you have any hobbies outside of hockey? Do you you know do you read books, music, or something? I read books, but I have to say that I don't have a lot of uh, spare time. <laughs> I I'm always doing something or some training or some course or. But yeah, sometimes I relax. It's just don't. For example, these those days here, with the uh, with the girls, uh, we are just having fun and talking, and maybe we are reading or playing some games. It's just. It's interesting. Very often, um, character people's character comes out on a sports field, and it's no surprise watching you play hockey that you have this life that is filled up with so many things that you haven't got time to do everything you want because you're just like this buzzing bee out on the field. You're just everywhere, and it was. Uh, Quite an interesting conversation to see that match yeah, up with maybe. your field. But do you see uh, 
do you see me stressed on the field or not? <laughs> I don't no. see you stre- no I see stress. you getting no a little stress. bit, uh, occasionally getting a bit passion. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the word for passion? Passionate. 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 You're passionate about the way yeah. you play the game. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's how you appear. Look, uh, we see your teammates leaving the window out the side of us. The bus is you, you're not going to go left home unless we let you go now. Um, so, Gigi, thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks to you. You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast, and that was Gigi Oliver, the Spanish hockey player, extraordinaire, dual Olympian, dual Olympian, 150 plus caps, and as we found out, an aeronautical engineer, thank you very much. That's right. But gee, she was <laughs> and good. she squeezed it all she, in. She was great to watch on the field, and yeah, the, the, the game kind of lit up once you got hold of the ball. So Gigi, if you're listening, thanks so much yeah. for your time, and... I uh, hope we didn't hold up the team bus too late for you. And our mate Andy, who was there as well, who was helping out, who was uh, there as an interpreter, I think. Yeah, it wasn't was, required. Well, wasn't required. I think she was a bit worried about how, how her English was, but from that, was that per- interview. Perfect. Yeah. And her Dutch also, I'm sure, would be uh, not too yeah, bad as feeling. well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they, we didn't have to worry about holding her back too, too, too late because Andy was driving the bus anyway. So. Yes. Got away with that one. Uh, she was a delight, as were um, everybody we came across that evening. It was a great experience. Superb, yeah. And of, and of course, as we were um, about to leave and still pretty hungry. Well, what we thought we'd do is in- institute the first episode in what we hope will be a long-running series. It's Barnard's Bites. Now, toasted ham and cheese sandwiches have become a, an item of conversation in recent between uh, ourselves and our good mate Jabu and uh, we thought we'd dedicate this program to him and it's uh, it's about toasted cheese sandwiches and how they rate and we're hoping to get to as many hockey venues as we possibly can and rate the uh, different canteens ham and cheese sandwiches over coming episodes and weeks you might not get one for a few weeks and then you might get a slew of them all at once now Matt's going to play you some audio uh, taken from an Instagram post. We hope it comes out. Let's go for it. This is a ham and cheese toasting, or toasted, from Perth Hockey Stadium. John's going to give you a little review on uh, how it is. Yeah, if you listen to the show, you might have heard John get quite excited about the prospects of being in the press box and uh, the I think it's looking not bad quality at the moment. We've got definite melted cheese in there. There's a nice layer of ham. You can yeah. see the nice layer of ham. Yeah, yeah. Crunchy on the outside. Always do you, do you think, toasted uh, ham do you, and cheese. Do you think they've buttered that bread on the outside before they They have. It gives it that extra little bit of crunch on the outside. No, no, yeah, you must have closed that. Right oh, look, at, yeah. look at that crunchiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crunchiness. Beautiful. Um, so this is our first taste test on the new reverse stick um, segment called... Uh, Barnard's Bites. Yeah, yeah. After Tyron. After Tyron, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently they only get pretzels in Croatia. Well, you get toasted ham and cheese sta- sandwiches at the Perth Hockey Stadium. Okay, this, this they are class. This, this could be revolutionary for uh, commentators and uh, hockey people world up worldwide. This is what you've got to look for in a toasted sandwich, folks. Ham, cheese, toast. Yeah. 
Shall we take a taste test? Right, you go for it. You ready? Yeah. Mmm. Hammy, yeah. cheesy, and toasted. That's a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. No, hang on. That's not a wrap. It's a toasted sandwich. Toasted sandwich. Well, there you go. You heard it there. So, yeah, if you want to see the video, it's like the visual of it, then you can get to our Facebook page and get the whole unabridged one minute and 33 seconds. I think what we're going to do there with that toasted sandwich is set a standard by which we judge all other toasted sandwiches. Uh-huh. So we'll give that a seven. So you got a toasted sandwich has to be better than that to get more than seven. Well, somebody online said... It but being less than it doesn't mean it's a fail, because you could get uh, 5.5, which isn't a fail. It's, a, it's above five, you know, yeah. 50%. The, heck, the hecklers on Facebook suggested that it was uh, worth a two-star review, but he was looking out of five. Uh, I argued, well, it's five-star, mate, because we didn't pay for it. You know what? By the time he's starting to review things like that, could have given him a, a piece of leather... And you would have got a two-star review out of that. Uh, let's move on, shall we? What's the next article under under our agenda for this meeting of the uh, podcast? In fact, I believe there was a meeting the other day. Oh, yeah, there has, yeah. No, there was... Uh, I did spot that there was a meeting in Lausanne at the weekend. Oh, uh, really? Snowing, wasn't it? It was snowing, yes. And how do I know that? You you saw photos. I saw photos. It was the, the, somebody sent me a link and sent me to the uh, uh, personal Facebook page of the Indian Olympic Association president. And, uh, yeah, he, it was snowing. Uh, it seemed quite, quite a novelty. No uh, flowers? No flowers. Snowing. <laughs> Snow this time. Flowers. Maybe maybe kittens or puppies next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah. But there, to, to let people know who might not know, there was an F, yeah an FIH executive, executive board meeting at, um, at the weekend. Apparently, there were a lot of things on the table to be discussed, as you would expect. And if you listen to the podcast regularly, then uh, at least five of those things that you've heard us talk about in the past would have been up for discussion this weekend. I uh, I wasn't there. I don't know. Oh, to but be a fly I on the it wall. could be somewhat heated at times that particular meeting. Well, um, I did post on Twitter on Monday if there's anybody that was uh, present at the meeting that had anything to share or anything exciting had happened, then, you know, fill us in. Uh, Just got the one response from David Balberni, who uh, wrote the letter that we spoke about last week to Inside inside the Games. Uh, uh, Progress appears to be limited. I think. Was that his comment? No, but that's what I'm reading into it. And I, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay, we'll leave that there. I, I'm, yeah. Do you know I'm any more? Like, I don't uh, know, you're more connected than I am. No, uh, I don't know about connected. Um, I believe it was heated. But which, which could be expected because if, if half of what we've been saying is true, there's some issues that they, they would need to sort out pretty quickly. Um, Still no word on the, the CEO, although I'm led to believe that uh, he was allowed a last day back in the house and um, say goodbye. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see. Wait and see. I, who knows? We, they, they still haven't come clean on the date for Dr. So, Baptist. So what do you mean? So the CEO has moved, it, it is not expected to be continuing well, through the CEO, to June? The, the CEO, who hasn't officially left, but unofficially is, is already resigned and leaving in June. 
because there's been nothing Indeed, out of the FIH. That's, yeah, that's, that's what we heard. So, yeah. and there's only been one release allegedly made about that situation to anybody. And now I'm I'm hearing he's had his last day and said goodbye to everybody. It's it's a strange odd situation. That, what that's happened recently? Yeah. Well, there's also a board meeting happened recently, very recently as well. Um, so you'd imagine we'd get something um, by word of a press release in the next day, so. day or two, or am I talking month or two? Grab it before it gets really messy. The FIH has got to grab it now. Uh, you're listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. And now, Matt, it's time to take a quick look at how hockey works in India. Well, we've talked over the past few weeks about that there's obviously no league set up there. That's and there's right. lots of different cup competitions and that happen at different times of the year. And I noticed something that was one of the biggest ones wasn't held this year, I don't believe. Um, so, yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Dear. So I had a quick chat to our mate Jase Pratsani and gave us a quick overview of, of how the situation works and it's very brief because it's, it would be and it is quite complex when you consider all of the different factors that are involved with uh, you know trying to organise a, a sport like hockey in India with the, all the differing ways of life etc. Yeah and look and if you've got a different view or a different story for it, you can share that with us on our social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or at the Reverse Stick, or send us uh, an email, admin at the Reverse Stick dot net, and uh, yeah, share your story and let us share that with the rest of the hockey world and uh, you guys all all over the globe that are listening to the show. So here is Jazz Protsani with me, John Lee, and we're chatting about Indian domestic hockey. Is there a league in India as such, Jazz? See, um, as if you call league-league, then there is just Hockey India League, which is considered a domestic tournament, but then there are international players who come in and play. But if you talk about hardcore domestic hockey, then it's, uh, then it's called the Senior Nationals or Junior Nationals or Sub-Junior Nationals. And then there are various tournaments uh, around the year, uh, where the teams from various departments like Punjab Police and all they play, plus uh, the state teams as well. So uh, that that's how uh, domestic structure in India works, uh, and it's been there for over the years. Even when you, we used to play during school time, there were nationals, uh, senior nationals, junior nationals, uh, where you, where you get to represent your state team, and if you are picked by some of the employers. Government-run companies like uh, like some of the banks, like Punjab and Singh Bank and etc. Uh, then you get to play uh, a different level of senior nationals, uh, which are divided into two divisions. Okay, how how regularly would you play hockey as a member of one of these teams? See, if if you are not an international player, means uh, you are not in the Indian team. Then uh, you get to play almost all the tournaments. Like uh, like a player like Gurbaj Singh, who is uh, not with the Indian team anymore. He he plays for his department and he plays for his state. So he gets to play uh, the senior nationals as well as the other 
invitational tournaments uh, that happen across India. So apart from the India Hockey League, there's actually no um, official league structure to the Hockey India. No, no, no. So. This is no, no. This is official. This is run by Hockey India only. Oh, okay. This is run by Hockey India. This happens under the ages of Hockey India, and uh, like every state team is uh, named like Hockey Chandigarh, Hockey Delhi. So they send their teams to these nationals as well. And do, do teams from the different tournaments have the chance to sort of play in higher level tournaments, depending on the results that they get in the the lower level ones? See, uh, right now the lure is that uh, they may might get picked uh, in the Hockey India League auctions. So uh, if they perform well, some of the franchises will spot them, and uh, they will get picked. So that's how uh, that that that's the biggest lure these days. But apart from that, what players also want is uh, job security. So they um, so they so they hope that one of the government organizations like the Punjab Police pick them up, give them a job, and then they can p- continue playing for that while the salaries take care of their kitchen. So these are the two things that they look up to getting a job and second thing play the hockey in their league which I hope returns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I think hockey needs it to return. Yeah. Getting back to how things get done in India, what about junior development? Is that the responsibility of clubs or, or teams or does that fall back on schools? See, for junior development, um, there are academies in India like... Uh, like the Chandigarh Hockey Academy, which I was uh, closely uh, observing and reporting on uh, during my days in Chandigarh. So they have their academy where they enroll uh, 10 to 12-year-old kids and then take care of their education, their boarding and lodging, and uh, everything. All, all is taken care of, including the hockey training, of course. So they these kind of academies like there is a, a hockey academy in Jalandhar Surjit Hockey Academy which uh, provi- which provided 11 of the 18 uh, junior world cup winners who won the tournament in 2016 so 11 of those came from one single academy so these academies are uh, are actually the feeders are the feeding centers for the Indian hockey from where uh, we get players like Rupinder Pal Singh who came from the Chandigarh Hockey Academy or say uh, Mandeep Singh who came from Surjit Hockey Academy, Manpreet came from Surjit. So uh, these academies are the feeding points or feeding centers that continue to feed uh, the Indian team or potential players who can play for India. But at the end of the day these players because uh, now the situation is a lot better. They are uh, being paid uh, more uh, than they were previously. But still, uh, their biggest ambition is to get a job, a government job, and then uh, possibly uh, play the Hockey India League and then also, also, of course, represent India as well. So do these um, academies get government support or are they pretty much you know, looking for sponsors and um, maybe some of these teams help them out along the way as well? They, they do get support from state governments like the Chandigarh Hockey Academy gets funds and all that from the state government. The, the government uh, sports complex is where it is uh, housed and all the players live in the hostel provided by the government. The Sujith Hockey Academy gets help from the Punjab government. So yeah, the state governments do pitch in, uh, 
and uh, give them support but where uh, i think uh, these players start lacking a little or i think there needs to be a change is that once these players uh, get picked for junior uh, junior india team suppose uh, the three players from the chandigarh hockey academy get picked for the junior india team of course their their chances to uh, to get a job uh, brighten because they are into that core group of the junior team but uh, suddenly they start stop playing national tournaments like the domestic tournaments the senior national junior nationals because most of the time either they are in uh, the national camp or they are traveling to play for the country so i think uh, there needs to be a balance uh, somewhere where uh, these players get to play uh, some of the domestic tournaments as well because they will get more more match practice and they will uh, uh, get to get to perform better in a competitive environment than just play practice matches during uh, national camps jazz given the constraints that any country faces that are unique and individual to itself do you think the system works well for india uh, like i said uh, i would like personally that's a personal opinion i would like to see this change where uh, players picked for the uh, national team say in the indian team they are released at times when the team is not touring instead of being in camps uh, at the various sports authority of india centers in india they can be released to play uh, the domestic tournaments i'm not saying that they don't play it at all they do play but uh, it should it should become a more regular feature that just as a hypothetical jazz if there was a, a world club champion uh, competition and and say two or three teams from each country went into a, a tournament against other club teams how hmm. would we come across the teams that would make it from india how would we decide that do you think i think it has to be the national champions uh, from from the um, division a of the senior nationals that happen and depending upon what level that uh, club championship is held if it is held across uh, three levels say seniors uh, juniors and sub juniors then the champions of course from each of those um, each of those uh, competitions that is the division a champions should progress to play those tournament oh, i'm working on it i'm working on a plan for it anyway jazz okay <laughs> and the other um question i wanted to ask you as well is about the domestic women's competition is it based very much along the the same lines as the men as far as tournaments etc yeah it's it's based on the same lines Okay. Did many of the companies involved with the men also have a women's team or are they separate entities? Uh you can't say that every team has a men's and a women's team. They some may have only a men's team because they prefer to have a men's team more because uh, because the level of competitions or the number of tournaments uh in the men's category that happens in India that's that's, that's the major chunk of it. But yeah, Uh, as if you talk about nationals that is the senior junior or sub junior yeah it happens across uh, both men and women and that was jaspreet sani having a, a quick chat to us about how things work in india as far as the hockey goes domestic wise and uh, the junior academies is an interesting uh, concept 
in, if you if you were to try and place that in an Australian context for you, Matt, it would be like a a, a club without a seniors. Yes, yeah, but yeah, yeah. With the social benefits that yeah. go along with it as well, because the kids are housed, they're educated, they're fed, you know. But we we see that we see that model here with other sports. Well, we do to a degree. Club yeah, yeah. tough, you're talking about? Well, no, no, no. Or, no like, they're soccer clubs that are just jun- junior program soccer clubs. Yeah, but they're not taking. They're, they're not all as encompassing as the the hockey. Well, no, they are. No, no, no. The but they're all encompassing because they go from four years old to eighteen year, eighteen yeah, years old. Yeah, they're not taking. They're not taking them in and living there and feeding them. No, and, no, no, no. And educating them, no, and you know, no, all they care about no, is whether they can. Keep no, it's costing you five hundred bucks a season, mate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks to Jazz Preet for that, and uh, we'll keep an eye across Indian domestic hockey during the year and try and pick out what the big results are in the big tournaments. I have got a couple of quick ones for you. The uh, A Division Junior National Women's Tournament has uh, just concluded. There were four pools of five, so 20 teams involved in this this particular tournament. And at the end of all of those games, Hockey Haryana defeated uh, Madhya Pradesh Hockey Association 6-1. Madhya Pradesh. Pradesh, 6-1 in the final of the... uh, That's the... Uh, a division junior national women, so yeah, under 21s or thereabouts. I so you can, you, you can catch up with a lot of Indian hockey commentary from Jazz on his Twitter and his Facebook feed. You can. Uh, at Jazz Preet Sani. Uh, the junior main A division is underway at the moment too in uh, Sci Fi in Uttar Pradesh. Sci Fi. Anyway, yeah, yeah, go on. It's, keep, it's keep going. I've got nothing oh, for you. Look, uh, <laughs> I, I'm just getting. Twitter bomb now, aren't I, by Indian people. Apologies. Uh, there's also the Maharaja Sir BP Singh Prize Money All India Tournament going on as we speak. But that's the only information I've been able to find out about Is it happening? Maybe that's what I was talking about, the one which has been cancelled, because I've seen something in the okay. past couple of days about a well, tournament being cancelled. Well, there wasn't even anything on, on Googly about could, it being be cancelled. Could be it. Um, but it, it had prize money, and it said All India. Uh, it might have been plenty if I was able to read Hindu, Hindi. So Hindi. yeah, Hindi. Um, yeah, so that's all been happening. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there are an end to his talents. Uh, the Swedish, oh, the senior A women are getting underway on the first of February. The men march. That's the senior A men and women tourna- club tournament. So keep an eye on club, club, club. Well, the, the team. That's that's an interesting point that I actually didn't get to. I uh, didn't get to ask Jazz Pro. They don't. No, and I should have put it more specifically. Uh, yeah, it doesn't appear they have clubs like we know what a club is. No. They have teams. But, you know, like Joe says, the system's working for India. Well, so look, well, well, while we're talking about teams as opposed to clubs, yep. or perhaps as opposed to state associations, this is something a little bit close to home that just popped up in the past two or three days down here in Oz. Uh, there's been some announcements from Hockey Australia with regard to uh, a revamped format for the Australian Hockey League, and also is that been made public? Yeah, yeah, that's out. There's e- emails have gone out to people oh, okay. for comment on it, and uh, there's also separate uh, releases gone out from Hockey Victoria with regard to trialling these new formats that you made some comments on on social media. No, ha- hang on with, a sec, that, you're talking about two different things. Yeah, no, no, Hockey but it's all part. No, no, but it's. It's it's all part of a a, a, a wider review of what's Fantastic. happening and uh, product product trialing. They're, tri- they're trialing the hockey product in different formats, 
and uh, so there's well you talk me through some of the things talk me through some of the things that <laughs> have know, um, do, irked so. you slightly irked me so I can't yeah. I, I couldn't mention one thing that's only irked me slightly is it two ten minute quarters well the two ten minute quarters started the rot I must admit I, actually the, the the fury meter was probably rising when I I, I read the uh, four by ten minute quarters. That started to get me going. I thought we've only we're still fighting against this sixty minute game, and now you want to make it forty minutes. Um, but I'm not sure if they're just speaking about nine aside or eleven aside hockey there. Well, it the, wasn't yeah. made clear in the no. The they're, they're, they're trialing two or three different formats, and I believe that's going to be happening and the what, same what, as what are these different formats in different stations. Being trialed for what? What? What is the end result of this trial? What do they want from it? I would say it is marketability, and about being able to take a product, a sporting product, because that's what it's all about. Um, forget about forget about why we actually do sport and why we play it and why we're we're, we're part of the wider hockey family. Um, the national associations, the world over, and the FIH uh, to are pretty convinced that this is the way that we need to go forward and is to um, market our sport better. But they see market their, our sport better as have it on TV with top stars playing the game. Now, I think there's different ways we can market our sport better at grassroots level and put the money that we would potentially be putting into these uh, high-end uh, products. Jeez, let's get hockey coaches into schools giving free programs to kids that don't play hockey and are not part of the hockey family. It's being done here in Australia by two or three different codes, you know, in different states around and about. And there's free programs for the kids to go and do AFL footy for an hour before school, 7.30 till 8.30. Where's it funded from? Yeah. Where's it funded yeah. from? It's funded from the AFL Commission. So, geez, let's not get too bloody top-heavy with it all. <laughs> Maybe I'm going off topic a bit, but, geez, look, put, put our money in where it really matters of that nurturing and that developing and that attention. So yes, we need um, a high-end product, but... We've always had a high-end product. This is it. It's we don't need to create a new high-end product. We've got one. It's called 11 side Hockey. The best of the best at any given time, aren't they? Uh, outside Regardless of the 11, format. That, that, that is our product. Now, what, what is this chase? You know what it's reminding me of at the moment? The, the tragic tale of Abel Seaman Moron, who spent hours and hours and hours uh, battling on the Titanic to get make sure the deck chairs were right. And, you know, it could have been oh so different if, if Abel Seaman Moron had have had a banana lounge on sea deck. That's what it's, that's what it's feeling like. Uh, uh, you know, changing all the rules and stuff is just... It's trying to landscape over the top. Well, well, the, the, well, the, the core underneath is you, you're forgetting about. And if you don't get what's going on underneath, right, then all this frippery you're fiddling around with at the top will be useless and pointless. You know, you know the problem with hockey? Oh, it's funded you by government. No, no, no. You know the problem with the marketability of a TV product for hockey? People don't watch it. No, it's too fast. It's too oh, fast. Even as a hockey lover, 
when you watch I it, still what, think you that's watch, bollocks. Watch it. I still think it's plenty of paper watching it. You different, can't different, it's di- fast. Different, different dimensions, different, le- different numbers on the field. Up, you know? So, yeah. no, I don't get it. I D's are flooded. When goals are scored, D's are often flooded. Only the breakaway goals, but the majority of goals are scored when there's a lot of people around the and, ball. And, can be and even on second and third replay, you still don't get to see it. And the ball moves too fast for the human eye on a TV set a lot of the time to be able to keep up with the play. No, I, I think different co- when you're different when you're there. Coaching totally is now there. defeating the game. When huh? you when you talk about defensive setups and what goes on there, that's a result of coaching. That's not a result of the game. The game, you know, in the grades we play, there's plenty of open field goals scored. There's plenty of goals scored where there are not six or eight defenders standing in the D. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's because... That's it's a, it's a, no, because most people are too lazy to bloody run back. Oh, don't... Don't beat my I'm argument not, with I'm, logic. I'm, I'm don't not, do I'm it with logic, goddamn you. No, but you understand what... There's a homogenizer, and let's face it. Okay, you, but you say... Coaches just, coach at that level to not lose, mate. No, no, but you, you, you say that, and there's been discussions. I think Scott Ferguson on Twitter made a point about uh, flooding uh, the defensive line or flooding the forward line up and, and going for a, a oh, really high press. A, a high press. <laughs> now... And now one of the rule points that was up for testing with either the Hockey Australia, yeah, the Hockey Australia program, is retaining eleven aside, but you have to keep two players within the opposition half or twenty-five. I think in the opposition half, oh, no, uh, and, they're, and, they're, and they've got to wear armbands and, and whatever. So it then takes it to a nine-aside format on either half. It's rubbish. It's bollocks. You know it's bollocks. Yeah, you I, do. You yeah, do. I do. I do. I do. Um, <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. We don't need to change the game. We've got a great game. Eleven aside hockey. It takes seventy minutes. Or it used to take seventy minutes. <laughs> you mean we've got to stress out that modern people can't take seventy minutes worth of hockey? How long does a basketball game last for? Nominally, it lasts for what forty-eight minutes. Yeah. Nominally, how long does the game of NBA go for? Three and a half hours? Look at NFL football. Look at baseball. Even a goddamn game of T20 cricket. One innings of T20 cricket lasts for longer than a 70-minute game of hockey. What do you think to the purity of 35 minutes each way? Uh, No video referrals. You listen to what the umpire says. Whatever they blow goes. Um, when they say time's finished, time's finished. If they choose to finish the game five minutes before the regulation because it's pissing down with rain, that's fine. We'll just go with that because it seemed to work okay before. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, most of the time. Unless you're in uh, a Pakistani umpire in 1978. Oh, I'm not going near that. Let's get to the back end of this show, shall we? <laughs> Ah, oh, it's been busy. Socials. I've been I've been doing typing on the keyboard. Yeah, you've done well to upset some people again this week. Last week it was pretty quiet with it. So uh, back to the anarchist role, I believe. But can I say though, just before we move on to the socials, big announcement. Big announcement. Uh-huh. Uh, I will be launching the beta version of our goal scoring scoring system uh-huh. this weekend. Uh, I'll release the doc- final documentation. Uh, over the weekend and uh, post a few examples 
as well of how this system works and I would like to get a little bit of feedback from people about um, some of the metrics that are used uh-huh. in assessing goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, th- there's more to just a goal than um, a, a simple hit and or, or, or flick. There's a lot of elements that go into making up a goal and, mm-hmm. and how it should be judged. Yeah. And so, so archive we share, this. Well, we, well, you've written a couple of pieces on the website. Yeah, we, they're already we up there. Shared part number one uh, on our social media yesterday. One, two, and three all up now. No, one and two are. No, three will be released over the weekend because I'm still working on some oh, fine hold, hold it, Hold it back a few days. Keep the suspense, you know. People well, are hooked by more, one and two. Yeah. Geez. A couple more days. I mean, you know, I'm still tossing up exactly where I fit the tomahawk in. Uh-huh. Um, anybody that saw the post, uh, you know, is a tomahawk a cracker on the reverse? Are we talking about or the, is, are we talking or is the Argentinian? Or? Well, what's the what's difference? See, that's, this is the sort of input I need yeah. from people. The Argentinian, yeah. I've never heard of it. I need yeah. to know. So we can factor this into uh, our goal-scoring scoring system. Pablo Mendoza. Thank you. Get involved. Um, what else? I didn't abuse anybody else. Or are you no. talking about people abusing me? No, nobody abuses oh. you, John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I there was an interesting debate over some of the comments you made um, oh. on your personal Twitter account. I, I might add, not from the reverse stick account, so... All uh, views expressed by John on the John Lee account that you might see commenting on the reverse stick account are expressly his own and in, uh, are in no reflection uh, anything to do with the reverse stick podcast. What the hell did I say if you were going to say that? What? What did I say? Oh, no, no, I'm just, I'm just, just... Just in case I say no, something. just saying. You know? Just saying. Yeah, just saying. Okay, yes, it is my personal one and I don't say anything under the banner of the reverse stick. On Twitter. On there. That's you. Facebook. It's all Matt's fault. Yeah, Facebook could be anything. Any story might erupt. But look, look, guys, if you like pretty pretty hockey pictures, check out our Instagram page, at the reverse stick. We're uh, always posting sort of vintage photos of games and stamps and uh, bits and pieces from hockey literature and advertising and things like that. It's really pretty, you know. If you're a grammar, get on it. Uh, Just while we're on Twitter... uh, I had a little um, chat the other day with Ken Smith. You know, Ken did the um, yeah, no, I did, yeah, no, TV yeah, stuff. No, 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 Ken stuff. from uh, Victoria and does some great work over there with um, some of the live streaming from the Melbourne Premier League games and big advocate for hockey. Mm, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if we quite addressed all the issues that... Enjoyed our macaroons. We were ch- enjoyed the macaroons, yeah. Macaroon man. Uh, macaroon Matt. I'm not sure if we actually addressed all the issues that Ken and I were having a chat about. But it was good to see another hockey sport. Yeah, no, no. Two bloody quarters. Yeah, you were pretty critical about some of the stuff that was um, announced for the trial games that they're putting on. But you've got to remember... Only one these, thing. These are, tri- these, are tri- these are trial games. You have to commend... Um, people trying to find innovation. My problem with the innovation is, is that everybody's trying to... Mix around every type of, of format within the game, the numbers of players and the uh, the way that some of the mixed hockey things is really interesting. My <laughs> issue is the game doesn't need to be innovated. Yeah. The game was fine. What needs to be innovated is the way it's administered, the way it's marketed, the way it's structured. That's yeah. what needs to be innovated. Yeah. We, we, we need a serious look um, all around about 
where our funding comes from and where it goes. Finance, um, that's the other yeah, one. Yeah, and, and, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that, um, uh, funds are misappropriated. I think most people within their roles within national associations, state associations are all very well meaning and really want to do, uh, well for, the, for the sport that they work within. But, I don't know. I think there's different ways we can do things. I really do think there's different ways that we can do things. I think we're quite top heavy. To hear that bloody, you know, FIH board members fly around business class everywhere. Um, it's, it's, it's not our sport, you know. It's not our sport. We're, we're, we're not quite where everybody thinks we are. Um, and don't try and pretend we are. Well, you've got a couple of young daughters, don't you, mate? Yeah. You can get them fly you there on their dragon. <laughs> oh look we've probably missed lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of things on the reverse stick don't uh, forget uh, up until the end of January Boss F Hockey Box oh, yeah. get on and get the deal there if you spend a minimum of five pounds or whatever the, your uh, equivalent currency is globally then you go into the draw to win the stick of your choice any stick any stick and boss f hockey will go and buy it for you are you on mascot duty for any of the netherlands guys? ah yes i am but that's coming up uh, we'll talk about we'll that next week i think i think we're in again yes we will be look uh, out for all the live streaming that's coming oh. up Look, John, we're going to be launching in the next week or so on social media, uh, media on social media, the uh, Reverse Stick sponsored player program. Oh, so I'm keep, looking keep an eye to out this. for that. So, you know, we're looking for poorly motivated, socially focused individuals who struggle to achieve the, their uh, hockey goals most weekends. So, if you fit the bill, keep an eye out on our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook this week, and uh, maybe you'll be part of the top eleven I that are 2018, the Reverse Stick sponsored players. Uh, looking forward to that, and also our goal scoring scoring system will be out this weekend. Please do test out the beta version. Look out for the um, the examples that we'll post over the weekend as well. Hopefully all that coming up and plenty of hockey and heaps streaming still from NZ. So check yep. that out from the uh, the second round of games that'll be on uh, back into the weekend African Club Cup champions all sorts yeah. of stuff we'll share what we can catch you soon see ya bye mate